On today's episode of Go Be Wild, we have RJ Bungert, owner of Outer Limits, a Wyoming startup out of Gillette, Wyoming. RJ has a great product that he's been working on for five years. It's a outdoor lunchbox, but can be used in multiple different ways. It can be waterproof. It's a stand-up. You can organize everything in the lunchbox with your ice. Listen in to RJ and how passionate he is about his product and why he thinks this can bring a manufacturing business into Gillette and into Wyoming. This episode of Go Be Wyoming is brought to you by Fly Sheridan. Save time, fly local, fly Sheridan. The Sheridan County Airport has reliable air service operated by SkyWest Airlines and United. They have a newly remodeled terminal and construction for additional parking underway. Sheridan County is becoming one of the busiest airports in the region. Book your direct flight to Denver today via united.com. Save time, fly local, fly Sheridan. This episode is brought to you by Fine Sight and Sound, the premier audiovisual integration company serving the greater Wyoming area right out of Sheridan, Wyoming. Go to their website at fssavpro.com or call Aaron Perez at 307-751-6585 for more information and a free consultation. Which, which mine were you at in, uh, in Gillette there? Um, uh, I started out at Arch Coal. Oh, okay. Uh, Coal Creek was one of their smaller mines. I yeah. I there for uh, about two, two and a half years. Okay. And then I moved and went to, uh, it was WIDAC, and oh, I was there yeah. for about seven years. Gotcha. So, yeah. Awesome. And then who... Uh, what outfit were you running for rigs and stuff back? Oh, I ran everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. Um, um, when I went, when I worked on the rigs, I worked there for probably about two and a half, three years. I worked for Key Energy. Okay. And I started out as a floor hand six months into it. They put me up in the derricks and yeah. that's pretty much where I spent my And time. then, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's tough work right there. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed I, it, but. Yeah, good pay and, you know. Yeah. You're, you're out, you know, where, what fields were you out mostly? Um, out by spotted horse a okay. lot. Yeah. We, we ran towers. Oh, gotcha. And then, uh, after I quit key energy, I went and worked for an outfit called rainbow drilling. Okay. And we did a lot of stuff out here. Actually, I oh. stayed in Sheridan. Yeah. Oh, nice. Out here. Yep. So like some, uh, natural gas ones. Yep. Then. Okay. Yeah. We oh, were, wow. we worked on, I worked on the ones I never worked on the big rigs. Right. They were actually the rigs that, uh, they, they do everything. They get there. It's fresh. They do the, um, now I'm trying to remember what all this stuff's yeah, called. It's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause you do the, the, there's a word for it, but the wide casing. Yeah. And then you do the long string down the wide casing. Right. And, all the way to the capping the well, and then we pull off, and then we go do another one. So. Wow, awesome! Yeah, yep. so you were busy, yeah, um, especially in the natural gas stuff over here. So, oh yeah, rolling there. Yeah, awesome, man. You can roll it, and we're because I'm rolling the audio since of the new intro we'll do. So, um, well, um. RJ, owner of Outer Limits. Thanks for driving, getting up at four in the morning, you know, Absolutely. being in the coal mines and the rigs. That's <laughs> that's easy stuff for you getting up at four and driving over. But um, we appreciate you coming over. And um, I'm excited to hear a little bit about, you know, Outer Limits in your bag. And, um, you know, first and foremost, if you want, you know, it's kind of practice from the, the startup challenge. Uh, what's the sales pitch? You know, I was on your guys' website looking at it. Um, 
you know, your history in, in the coal, the coal mine and the oil fields kind of makes sense where this, this bag came from, but, um, give us the sales pitch here of what you brought into the studio. Um, so I just brought 1.0. Uh, this is the one we started out with and it's the whole concept that I actually okay. patent. This is our first, um, product that we came out with. Uh, we came I'm going to grab it and then you can tell me yeah, what I'm touching. Absolutely. All yep. right. So the concept is actually like an industrial style backpack cooler. Uh, it could be used as a backpack or a cooler. Um, I worked, like I said, I worked in the coal mine. So in the coal mines, there were certain things that I wanted in the bag. So when I went and started working on this idea, I started putting everything I was missing in everything else into this bag. Um, the whole reason for it was I wanted to uh, keep a bag because I liked it because I keep three points of contact. Um, and another thing that really bothered me uh, working in the mines and stuff is the ice pack. Every single lunchbox, cooler, it doesn't matter what it is. It's one concept. It's one space that you shove everything into. And there's problems that come up with sticking your ice pack with everything else uh, and working in the coal mines, you know, we'd work 12, 14 hour days. Uh, when I worked out at WIDAC, I didn't just run equipment. I jumped around a lot. So I even worked in the plant, ran SEO and stuff. So there are times I'd even work. Uh, I think the longest shift I ever worked out there was like 36 hours nonstop, but we got stuck out there because of a blizzard and um, WIDAC, you can't let those, you can't let the silos run out. Right. So. Um, but the main thing was, is I wanted to get the ice pack away from everything. Okay. And the only way I could do that, that I could think of anyway, was to create a container that could actually be organized. And so what I did, yeah, it's a little stiff, but it's a brand new bag. So, um, so what I did is I wanted to, I'll show it here yeah. for you. So, um, the honeycomb, let me start with that. So the honeycomb design, a lot of people ask me what that's all about. And the reason we went with honeycomb is because um, in the center of this is what makes this whole concept possible. There's, you see that honeycomb design inside. There. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Some like grids. Yeah. Okay. So, and then we've actually made it to where these actually fold down and fold up. Okay. Because uh, I didn't want to have to pull this out of the bag every single time I needed to go inside. Side right. This. But now we've allowed this space to be able to breathe. So now we can put an ice pack in here. This whole thing stays cool. It stays really cool inside the insulated insulation. Bag. Yep. But with these lifting up and stuff, I've been able to even like put liquor inside there, put a couple cans of Mountain Dew, dump some ice in there. And it's just really cool because it's very versatile. You can do anything you want with it. We've got these, you know, inserts that slide in and you know, in and out of it. Uh, you've got the whole top space now. Um, and with organizing everything, think about it like this. You know, you have a drawer and if you have everything shoved into that one drawer, mm -hmm. you can't fit as much as if you folded everything up and you organized, yep, organized it. it. right. Yep. And that's what the vault allows you to do it. You can organize and you can put things in there. Same thing oh, here. Gotcha. Um, and we have created an ice pack that's about the size of the honeycomb area right here. 
Okay. And you can actually build walls inside here. Uh, the whole kit itself is going to go for $250 retail. Mm -hmm. That's the whole vault and the new bag. This okay. is, this, this is 1.0. Right. Um, the one we're coming out with, the uh, the vault pack is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I wish I had it. I had to send it back to my guys because we're doing some shooting because, Oh, that's fine. Uh, middle of next month, we're supposed to be launching our Kickstarter. So we're trying to get all that content. Oh, and perfect. Everything. So February. Yep. Middle of February. Oh. Yep. Well, this will be released right on February. So get yeah. on Kickstarter. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that's exciting. And, uh, for anyone that wants to check that out, you know, they can go to our website. It's getouterlimitsbag.com. Um, outer is spelt with two T's. Just keep that in mind. Yep. O -U -T -T -E -R. <laughs> and, uh, it started out as an accident, but it actually turned out to be a blessing in disguise because it's really unique and our products unique. So everything just kind of hashes together. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just the whole concept. And, um, I'll tell you right now, I've actually, when we were doing the shooting, I had this bag completely full of props. So when we were doing our shooting over, we did some stuff for cyclone drilling. Okay. Uh, we worked out, we did some stuff out at the mine to get all our stuff because, uh, you know, this is where that originated. That right. whole idea came from that. Uh, it created a concept, but that concept is going to allow us to take this and make so many different types of products because we can change the size. We can, we can do all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah. A lot like of that. application with yep. kind of the grids and, and organizing. Um, that's awesome. So that's cool that you brought in the 1.0 and, um, I'm glad we'll be able to release this yeah. when your Kickstarter starts. Um, yeah. you mentioned it was kind of an accident. What, so what was the accident that you were like, Oh man, I kind of need. Well, the, the accident was, so when I first started this out, I'll, I'll start back yeah. right at the beginning because, uh, a lot of people need to know is there's a, like, there's a huge story behind this. Um, there was a lot of stuff that happened in my life and there was this inspiration inside my heart when my dad passed away and mm -hmm. I realized how short life was. And I looked at where I was and I was like, man, I just feel like I'm, I'm meant for more than this. And I just kind of sat on that and I worked in the coal mines and the idea came to me one time and I wrote down the ideas cause I didn't want to lose it. Mm -hmm. And at that time I was working for air tech and that was out at the coal mine too, but I was a contractor and we took care of their AC and heating. And, um, so I, I was like, I took this idea and many ideas before that, to my boss that I was working with and he had said to me, he was like, man, this is the best idea you've ever come up with. <laughs> and the idea was just a container, a container that could be organized, the ice pack would slide into the center and you could um, stick it into a backpack or put it into a lunchbox. Right. Because like I had told you before, the thing that bothered me the most was I was going through a lot of sandwich bags because I would make my sandwiches on the go because I didn't want anything with my ice pack because I hated eating soggy sandwiches. I couldn't take bananas because they get smashed. Anything that was in that space would get destroyed because of running equipment and stuff like that. Yep. You're constantly jerking around. You're dragging your bag around everywhere. I mean, um, anyone who, who works in the coal mines or does that kind of stuff, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. And uh, so that patent didn't go through. And that one was about to fail and I was ready to give up because... Um, when a patent dies, it just dies. You can't, mm -hmm. so you have to make substantial changes to it to be able to try to repatent and do it all over again. Right. And, um, uh, 
So I was getting ready to give up. And uh, I actually remember I was out in Wisconsin at that time. I had moved back there for eight months and I was running equipment and I was doing the loader and I was in the loader and I was talking to my sister on my earbud and my sister was like, you'd be an idiot to give up at Mm -hmm. this point. But in my mind, I was like, man, I just spent all this money, all this time. You know, I didn't have an investor or anything. I was doing all this. I was working full time, paying bills like everyone else and trying to get this off the ground. And keep in mind, I had no clue what all this was about. Right. It was a learning curve. And anyone who knows with learning curves, it's expensive because you make all you make all these decisions going and you think they're good decisions. But in the end, you're spending so much money. You look back and you're just like, oh, man, I (laughs) saved a lot of money. But the patent was about to expire. My lawyer said, hey, you need to make changes. I was ready to give up. My sister said that. And I was like, you know what? Something inside me sparked again. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I can't give up. Mm -hmm. So after that, I was actually reading, I was listening to a book on audio when the idea came to me and it was uh, by Joe Vitale, How to Attract Money. So I'd listened to audio books and self-help books a lot when I was out there working at coal mines, just kind of keep your mind busy because it's very monotonous. Yes. Right. (laughs) So I'd, uh, so I'd, I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, well, why not make a bag that I could stick it into? Mm. And so I was like, well, first things first, I had to do a patent search. It was basically like starting all over again. Yep. So I had to do a patent search and did the patent search and um, got the green light. And it was crazy because this time around, it was like uh, the guy I was talking to, the engineer that did the patent search for me. And they basically put all your ideas together so you can come up with like a prototype. Yep. And then you find a manufacturer. And the guy I was talking to was actually, he used to be equipment. He used to be an equipment operator. Oh. So he's like, man, this idea is awesome. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's getting me all fired up. I'm like, all right, man, yeah. I got something. You know, I didn't know how I was going to do it, honestly, because I was broke at that time. Right. I exhausted everything into this. And uh, he said, hey, uh, you know, I've, I've got contacts for you. So I reached out, got a manufacturer, and pretty much the rest is history. I mean, I uh, got to my very first prototype. I got the first bag. Um, I had this, <laughs> it was like a porcelain type 3D printed um, vault. Okay. The, the, the part that goes inside of it, I swear it was like 50 pounds. It was insane, but <laughs> paid a lot of money for it. But um, things that, that happened along the way, like um, were definitely like leading me to make me think that I could never give up because like when I didn't think there was a way, I just believed there was a way. And all of a sudden there was a way Mm -hmm. and the money came somehow, some way, whether it be through credit cards or whatever the case might be, I made it happen. And I, uh, I got hurt in the coal mines and it pretty much ended my career as far as running equipment, uh, ended up, uh, doing something to my C6, C7. So I got rods and screws in my neck now. And so I couldn't run equipment anymore. Right. So I, um, I, I had to find a different career. I moved back home. I was only in Wisconsin for like eight months. I moved back home, worked in the dealership for a while, sold cars and it just wasn't for me. 
Uh, I was really good at it, actually. It's just my heart wasn't in it because yeah. of some of the things that go along with that. Sure. And I like to help people, and I didn't feel like I was really helping people yeah. so much. <laughs> so it just didn't sit well in my heart. So I decided to look for something else. And I've always been really good with construction and stuff. I started out really young. So I was like, well, why don't I try something I'm good at? So I I wanted to go into construction, but there was this maintenance job that came up and it just so happened to be the guy that owns that ended up being my investor. Oh, nice. Cause once I started working there and that's why I say like all these things just started falling into mm-hmm. place. And I was at a point where I couldn't go any further with it. Once I had the prototype, it was the golden sample prototype. It was time to make the order. And then everything that comes along with that. And, uh, so long story short, um, Tom Kramer is the guy that I'm, uh, referring to, uh, he owned the company I went and worked for, for maintenance. And gotcha. I just asked him one night, I was like, Hey, can I tell you about my bag and see what you think? He used to be, you know, he used to work at Wyadac. So okay. he knew exactly where I was going with this idea. He loved it. Uh, rest is history. Awesome. I mean, we basically got our first order. We got in stores. Uh, we're trying to spread the word. Um, we we landed through our manufacturer for the bags. He introduced us to Lucas, and Lucas is uh, the owner of Product Refinery. Okay. And I reached out to him, and I said because I wanted him to help me with the vault, the, yep. the plastic part of it. Right. So we started going to the to the board, the drawing board again, because my original idea, I wanted the ice pack to slide in or some kind of container to open up, and that's where the ice pack would store. But because of the way they manufacture, there's, there's certain limitations right. to what you can do, especially when it comes to cost. Yeah. So he, he led me in the direction, and we came up with this idea. And when we had, when I seen the vault for the first time, I was just like, wow, that is, that's absolutely amazing. And um, we actually made this, this, this has a padded lid. And the reason for that is we've made this, when we created this, it was made to hold substantial amount of weight. Right. Because this turns into a seat that you can sit down on now too. Oh, okay. And our vault pack is the exact same way. It's got a padded lid and we'll probably always stick with that kind of concept or that design. Right. But it's just amazing because now the bag and the vault, they can be used together or separate. Right. And, but, but the bag is the only freestanding backpack on the market right now. And the reason for that is when I was designing the bag, I decided to put a hard rubber bottom on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because when I used the backpack in the coal mines, I'd always wear the bottoms out. Okay. I liked uh, the molly strips. Like you can see the molly strips on the front of it here. Okay. Yep. And what these are is I wanted that for like my lockout tag outs and stuff like that. Yep. Easy access. Uh, it, was, it was all about just um, not having to dig through a mess mm-hmm. when you're in a hurry and you're having to try to lock out a belt. You don't want to be digging through that stuff. You got your gloves in there. So this has just created a very good way to organize everything. And like I said, once you start organizing thing, you, things, you can get more in there. And this thing holds more than any lunchbox I've ever seen on the market <laughs> yeah. because of that reason. Yep. You, you organize it and now you can keep 
keep the things you want cold and to stay cold, cold, and you can keep everything above like your chips and your sandwiches and yep. things like that. Fruit, things that you were exactly. mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The, the things that get destroyed otherwise. And, and then that limitates to what you can take out there too. Mm-hmm. When, when you have to eat cold lunches every day and you have to work that many hours, like you're limited to what you can take. So now there's a way that, and then it's not just a lunchbox. You can take this and you can take it hiking and you could put a first aid kit in there. You could put a radio in there and everything's easy access, easy to get to. And it's just, it's like nothing else on the market. So it's really excited when I talk about it. It's very, I'm very passionate about it because of everything I've sacrificed to get where I am now. I would say we're coming up on five years now that I've been working on this. Awesome. And it's finally starting to to pay off and things are yep. starting to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's kind of the story. The story behind the name is uh the guy that I had designed the logo for us, when he came up with the name, he actually he accidentally spelt it wrong. Okay. And so when we went to go get the trademarking on it, um, we wanted to spell it right. Well, then uh we realized that um that it, we couldn't get it. There was some legal action we'd have to go through and we just sure. didn't have time for that. We were putting in for our first order. Well, come to find out my manufacturers had already gone forward, put that logo on there. So it was like, oh. Oh, okay, <laughs> I guess this is what we're going with. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> but it actually worked out because yeah. it's all unique and it's very unique yep. and it all just comes together. So just like things that happen, sometimes they happen on accident, but it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. And I didn't realize it at the time. So. That's awesome. Well, yeah. that's kind of interesting how the name came about. Um, how did the, I want to go back to how did that first pitch go with your initial investor? Um, seems like he was pretty open to it. Yeah. You guys had a pretty good relationship. Yeah, um, yeah actually we did. And uh, I didn't know him that well. I just knew that he had owned quite a few businesses and I knew he was, you know, he's pretty wealthy and that's what I needed. I needed someone that had that same entrepreneur mindset yep. that could see the potential and the idea I had. So, you know, I just, I was I knew it was a long shot and mm-hmm. it wasn't very comfortable for me to ask that. Oh yeah. But I felt it, I felt it on my heart and I was just like, you know, I'm going to do it. I mean, worst case scenario, he says no. Yep. You know, so I asked him and I said, Hey, can you sit down with me? He's like, yeah, let's, uh, we'll meet over at old Chicago, sit down and have a beer and we'll talk about it. So at that time I had the bag. And I didn't even have like the vault. Mm-hmm. So I brought a bunch of drawings and everything that, you know, I thought it would look like and uh, pitched the idea to him. Um, the thing that he said he absolutely loved about it and what sold him is the bag was freestanding. Mm. He could set it down, not worry about it falling Tipping over, over. Yep. which makes it a lot easier to access. And, um, I'm really glad that, you know, I had that opportunity. Uh, I'm glad he's seen the potential and he said, well, you know, put something together, see what you think you need from me and we'll go from there. Awesome. So we met again. And uh, I sat down with my idea, my original idea, which I'm so glad I didn't do that. (laughs) But I told him, you know, I was like $50,000. I could probably get my first order. And, you know, I'd order a thousand of them. And in my mind, you know, not knowing anything about business, I was like, that'll do it. 
if I could just get them here, I know people will buy them. I didn't think about the marketing and everything that goes behind that. Well, luckily he's very intelligent businessman. Yeah. And he was like, I don't foresee you doing anything past $175,000. Oh, (laughs) so I was like, I thought I was asking for a lot with 50, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, come find out he was right. I mean, we've invested a lot. So, and now we're just starting to finally get that ball rolling. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have, you know, a business partner or a mentor, you know, and seems like he, you guys have a really good relationship. I know a lot of investors probably wouldn't tell you that, like, you know, uh, you know, kind of telling you you're wrong and you need more money. So that's interesting. Um, that's awesome. Um, so how did you get roped into the, um, the startup challenge? Um, um, well, actually I was, a a fuel member in Gillette. Okay. Um, because I am okay. So we're, we're having these made in China right now. Okay. Okay. But our five-year goal for me, because I am really keen on things getting back over here and us, you know, getting some jobs over here, especially in Gillette. Everyone knows with Gillette, the coal mines kind of run everything out there, the coal mines and the rigs. And all that depends on politics. That can hurt you really bad. I've had it, you know, I've been out here a long time. It's a boomer bus town. Oh, yeah. And... You know, so that's the reason I actually even left um, YDAC when I did is to pick up a trade in HVAC is because that was the time that Obama was in office. Mm. And we all know how bad Gillette was suffering during that time. Yep. I mean, every block you go around, there was a house for sale. People were getting foreclosed on. And yep. I watched a lot of my friends go down the road and stuff because they got laid off. And yep. so it started to scare me a little bit. I went through three layoffs at YDAC. I made out every cut, but man, it was terrifying. And it was an eye opener for me. So I was like, man, I got to look into something else. Right. So, um, you know, that being said, I'm a firm believer that, you know, we need something else in Gillette. We need something. I see it myself just based off of when I started working in the coal mines to where we are now. Um, We're really, I see it starting to boom back up right now. And I'm not sure exactly what all that's about, but you know, I've seen that happen. It booms, it busts, it booms, it busts. And it just be nice to get something. If we have a concept like this and this could get as big as we think it could, this could really mean something for Gillette USA in general, you know, Mm -hmm. so I want to, our five-year goal, I want to start assembling these here, try to move manufacturing here to create jobs and to make a U.S. product. Yeah. Um, Right now, starting out, I will tell you it's next to impossible unless I sold this bag for four or five hundred dollars because you know we're we're just not there yet. Sure. So I started working with those guys uh, up there. I got in as a fuel member and started working with them. Got on the radio and stuff, and I told them you know I want to start moving stuff here. So those guys are a great contact. They're they're trying to help us get all that stuff set up. And along with that, I met Sky here in Sheridan because their impact 307 is wanting to start something in Gillette. Too. Oh, gotcha. So they reached out to me, met me, saw my product and asked me if I would want to be a part of something like that. And I will be completely honest with you. I was absolutely terrified to do it <laughs> because, uh, one of my biggest fears, which I'm, I'm getting better about, but 
one of my biggest fears is getting in front of cameras, getting in front of people. Right. And to know that I had to get up there on stage and I was just like, oh, but I got to do it. I knew I had to do it. Mm -hmm. So I, I told Scott, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll try it out. And um, Sky and Scott were amazing. Absolutely amazing. I give them uh, huge praise because um, my nerves and everything, I, I honestly didn't think I was going to pull it off. But these guys, they, they helped me get past those nerves. They helped me prepare for it and everything. And uh, the dry run the day before the competition, I just totally busted because I got up there. My slides weren't in the right places. I got lost. My ADD took it. <laughs> I was like, I, I talked about the same thing for like 15 minutes and I was supposed to get through that section of my slides in 10 minutes. Right. They finally were like, well, we got to get other people on. And I felt so discouraged. Well, the next day I just over and over and over and over again on that pitch all the way to Sheridan. And, um, I just went on there and I, I, you know, I did the best I could. I told them where we're at, what we want to do with it, uh, laid it out there, and I guess they really liked it. Yeah. So. Well, because you were you the winner or one? I of was the three? one of the winners. One yes. of the winners. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, and you know, it's I would say you're pretty well spoken right here, and I know this is maybe a little different, and um, but um, telling the story of the product, you seem very well versed, and it's yeah. it. Uh, the one thing I've been thinking about every time you hit that you know, um, you know, someone telling you to keep going, like the engineer that helped you with the patents, your investor. Um, one thing I've learned with talking to business owners is the product has to be good. Like, um, and, and you have a good, you know, you talking about it. I'm like, Oh man, like uh, it's freestanding. You can sit on it. Um, the versatility of it. Um, and like you said, like hunting outdoors, like, you know, I'm excited to see what other products you guys come up with, um, after the second one. Um, so what, uh, you know, outside of that kind of getting, getting the confidence of public speak and, and, and kind of getting that experience of like a big pitch, you know, like that's, that's really what it is. Um, what has come from that? You know, you kind of already said the five-year goal, so that's exciting. Um, you know, what are some other things that, uh, were challenges, but now you're kind of like, okay, that really, the, the startup challenge really prepared you for moving forward. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I notice there's things all the time. It seems like the, the biggest thing I would say is, um, I'm learning marketing is mm. a huge, huge thing yeah. when you're trying to launch a product. You know, I actually was told one time in a meeting that, um, you know, a spinoff of a product is actually, you know, harder to get up. It's, it's hard enough to get out there, but then when you have a new product, it's actually even that much harder because you have to do that much more marketing. You have to do that much more of everything else sure. versus just trying to, t to do a spinoff of something that's out there. Uh, another thing that we've noticed is like the trials and the tribulations we get along the way, you know, like, why am I getting rid of 1.0? Because when we came out with the vault, we were like, man, I mean, I like 1.0. It's nice, but there's, it's still just not there yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted this thing to be completely waterproof. This one, unfortunately could not be. That was one of my biggest reasons for going forward and wanting to do the vault pack. Absolutely. And, uh, they're just, and then so like, even with the vault pack, um, 
there's just really cool things like Cyclone's one of our um, one of our big clients, and what we do is we have to take a patch and we have to heat press it on the top because there's no way to be able to put their stuff on there. Gotcha. So that kind of came into play when we came out with the vault pack. So I thought Velcro, and now we've come up with the idea where we can pull off different pockets and stuff like that so you can interchange the pockets you can customize it by putting your own spin on it by putting patches uh you know and i just thought of this the other day um you know why not put a holster on one of those pockets put a couple areas for gun clips and Mm -hmm. you know that thing's completely waterproof so one thing that we're doing right now in the testing phases I think this thing's going to be able to float. So, you know, it's just all these things that come out of it, you know, and it is just, it's kind of trial and error. Yeah. You know, it's in the design stages, thank goodness, because when it gets to this point and you make changes, it gets really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, Man. Yeah. You're just like, it's almost like a survival pack at this point. Like um, it kind of started out as a, a necessity for workers, you know, industrial type workers. And now it's kind of turning into almost, you know, if it can float and it's waterproof, now it's almost like a a survival pack. That's freaking awesome. Exactly. Um, That was all my questions, RJ. Um, You know, I think, um, you know, you kind of already gave the five-year plan. That's awesome. You know, this will be released in February when you guys are going to start your Kickstarter. Um, what are some kind of goals for your Kickstarter? You know what? Um, it, so it's not going to be the 1.0. It's going to be the second one, the vault, right? The vault pack. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and the differences on that one are, um, what, yeah. What are the differences between so, this one and the vault pack? Um, they're, they're quite a bit different. Okay. Actually. It's same exact concept. Uh, the vault pack has a big pocket on the front that you can pull off in that Velcro. I mean, we had wrenches and everything in there when we were doing the shooting out at okay. Cyclone and they don't budge. So you'll have different style pockets that you can put on the front of it. Uh, you can put patches on there. It's a different material. This is a, uh, uh, 600 core material, which is water resistant. Okay. Uh, we're using a TPU product on the new one, which is like a mesh material sprayed with rubber. So it's a hundred percent waterproof on gotcha. the inside, uh, the pockets, everything on the outside won't necessarily be waterproof, but anything right. you put on inside. the inside will be protected. Um, it's well insulated. So it holds ice. Uh, we did a test on the vault. The vault itself holds ice for Eleven hours. Oh, so wow. you add in the twenty-four hours on. We ha- we haven't done that testing just yet because we just got our prototype. Actually, the day before the show. So oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, everyone was seeing it for the first time. When Wonderful. Seeing it. So um, another thing that's different is. Um, the vault pack has an area where you can actually turn it into like a carry case. Okay. So like you throw it over your shoulder or it's got the backpack style so you can throw it over your back. Uh, The thing that I will always do going forward is I like the versatility that came from this concept Mm -hmm. and we'll just continue to spin off of that. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, You know, and then you had mentioned too, you know, what are some ideas, you know, and if you don't want to share some right away, but um, you mentioned, you know, maybe different sizes or, you know, the Velcro idea, I'm starting to think of, you've probably thought of, uh, you already mentioned like a holster and some other different things, but um, you know, with the smaller packs, are you starting to think like, okay, how could we have a smaller one that 
can fit onto the vault or are those things you're thinking of too, or. Yeah. And, um, I've actually even, uh, I forgot to mention this. I had told you my first patent didn't go through, but the timing worked out to where I actually grandfathered that in. So that first original idea I had is protected too. So, um, you know, just to, to say a few, uh, I've thought of like school backpacks. Mm. We could do some kind of insert on the bottom of the backpack, use the bag on top, put an insert lunchbox inside, lunch the, yep. could pull outside. Um, gym bags. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's huge for me because like I even use this thing for the gym. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. The only thing is, is you've got the one space and it gets kind of tight in my original, in, in my idea that I see coming forward is like, maybe a duffel bag style with the insert inside yep. there. You can keep your shoes in a different area, keep towels in there, keep everything all separate and organized. Um, I've already, I'm in the making right now. I want to come out with a biker bag. Oh, And that what that's basically going to be is your touring pack style um, bikes. You know, they've got the big trunks on the back. Yep. I could see us being able to build something with that TPU product. That's really lightweight that clips to the bag. It can be stiff. And in the inside you have water and dry. So you can keep ice in there and bikers can, it's all organized and easy to get to. Um, that's the greatest thing I think about this idea is to be able to put something inside there and organize it. Yep. You know, the more I think about it, it's, it's not only lunch boxes, it's like bikes, you know, like yep. that trunk is just one space you shove everything into. And I want to take that organized idea and I just want to, you know, biker bags, uh, gym bags, mm-hmm. uh, hunting bags, yep. hunting are going to be huge. Yeah. I, I got so many cool <laughs> ideas, tactical bags. We've yep. actually even thought with the hard rubber bottom and the ideas with the bag, we could probably put some kind of battery system in it to where we could even put LEDs in the straps. So there's lights on mm-hmm. it and it lights up at night and you can maybe some solar system. We could put like solar packs that roll out and it could charge during the day. I mean, the sky is honestly yeah. the limit yep. with this concept. Well, when you said gym bag, I was thinking, well, you know, cause gym bags, usually, you know, hunting bags too, are kind of, you know, you got to keep clothes dry. You got to have some food and water. And then, yeah, the survival, you know, the tactical side, you know, everyone's always looking for that kind of stuff. And then, um, I love the goal too, of being built in Gillette, you know, that I think that everyone wants that. And, um, oh, that's fantastic. Um, where can people find you guys? You guys are on uh, social media. Uh, you mentioned the website already. Um, yeah, we're, what platforms are you guys all on? Okay, so the website is the getouterlimitsbag.com. Uh, you go over there and sign up for the Kickstarter right now. And I actually got a message from uh, my guys out there that are doing all this stuff for me. They said, you know, the most important thing is, is to go to our social media on Outer Limits Gear. And we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube. And when you go to those things and you see these things that we're going to be sharing coming up here, we're really going to be blowing up social media. And the most important thing for us right now is if you guys want, if you guys, 
You know, if this resonates with you and you want to see this come here, I can't do this alone. I need people's help. So when they see this on Facebook, I need them to hit the share button. I need them to hit the like button. And then I need them to make a phone call to their moms and their and their dads and their brothers and their sisters and their grandmas. And we need everyone to know that this Kickstarter is going to come because, um, you know, the Kickstarter is what's going to really set this off because uh, you'll be able to go over there and you'll be able to get really, really cheap prices right off the beginning. But you're not only, you know, buying our product, you're helping support us and you're helping us get going. And and it's really important that if you see this stuff and you like it and you want to see it, even if you don't want to buy it yourself and you don't feel you have the money right now, hit that share button because you might share it with a person Mm -hmm. that might be able, you know, you might, you might hit investors and stuff like that. So yep. the the biggest thing I could say is when you see this stuff on social media and you go over to our outer limits gear, either whether it's on Facebook or Instagram and you check out our stuff on YouTube, just hit that share button all the time and just share it, share it like crazy. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. Cause you know, especially in Wyoming, you know, if it's, if you're a Wyoming listener and you're, you know, uh, this year estimatedly, you know, oil and gas and coal yep. are going to come back up. So, yep. um, everyone knows somebody that probably yep. works in the field, works in the mines and they probably could use this bag. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, RJ mentioned all the different ideas that could come from it. So support a Wyoming business and, uh, see if this thing can grow. So, um, that's fantastic, man. Well, I'm excited. I was, um, you know, when I was looking at your website and stuff, I'm like, this is a pretty cool idea. So I was, uh, and then I was like, you know, uh, we had emailed you yesterday. I'm like, shit. I'm like, I didn't tell him to bring a bag. I was like, I hope he brings (laughs) a bag. So you did. So, um, well, thanks, man. Uh, when is the Kickstarter? So the Kickstarter, we're, we're middle of February. We don't have an exact date. That's right. Um, things with that are kind of up in the air. Oh yeah. Cause we run into issues and we don't want to give an exact date because otherwise we could get ourselves into into trouble if something comes up. Well, RJ, you let us know and we will release this in timing for your Kickstarter. So that way you guys are full, full steam and running. And, uh, we wish you the best of luck. And, uh, uh, I think you got a great product here, you know, you talking about it and how it came about, you know, I'm like, well, I, you know, and then, you know, I'm a big gym guy too. So in tactical and hunting and I'm like, Hey, I think this works. I think that's, um, there's a lot of applications for this thing. Um, and I love that it's, you're going to try and make it, you know, built here. Of course, you know, I think that should be everyone's goal. So, um, well, I think, uh, I do have Carter over there. Carter, do you have any questions? No. All right, man. Well, RJ, thanks for driving all the way over here from Gillette, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, uh, I think you've got a great story. I think uh, the product is great. And uh, like I said, we will release this in time for the Kickstarter. So make sure you go to their website, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, you know, if you know somebody that wants this bag, get it. For sure. And one one other thing I should mention is... uh, we are $250 on the whole concept. So okay. the Volt, the Volt pack, we're retailing at $250. You can't even pick up a Yeti bag for under $300. Yeah. Yep. And it's essentially built like a Yeti bag. Mm-hmm. So just with more versatility. Yep. And probably a little more durable, you know, water resistant. And then, yeah, the versatility, I think, is the big thing. So absolutely. So awesome. Well, thanks, RJ. All right. You bet.